It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. The renting crisis in London isn't going away anytime soon. Figures show that annual rent growth has risen by 20% in the capital, the shortage of affordable rental accommodation is increasing and the overall lack of protection for private tenants means the renters' reform bill can't come quickly enough. In part two of this episode, we'll be speaking to Generation Rent about what happened when they sat down with the Secretary of State for Leveling Up Housing and Communities, Michael Gove, to discuss the Renters' Reform Bill. But first, joining me now to give more insight into the current situation of the London rental market is Prudence Ivy, the Evening Standards Homes and Property Editor. The current situation with the rental market in London is pretty tough for renters um, and landlords will tell you it's pretty tough for them as well. Basically, after COVID, obviously everyone left London in the pandemic and now they are coming back. They're coming back to their offices, they're coming back to their social lives and they're coming back to university and jobs. And so there's massive demand for homes. In the meantime, there's a lot of tax changes in place for landlords that have come into effect this month. So a lot of them have sold up to avoid sort of added expense and things. So there's fewer rental properties available. And tenants who are in tenancies in in homes that they're even halfway happy with are uh, opting to stay put. So they're holding on to flats. So even less is coming onto the market, which basically just means, you know, massive imbalance of supply and demand And so renting is getting extremely expensive. How much are we seeing rents go up by? Annual rent rises, they're around the 20% mark. I mean, in some areas, it's even more than that. In other areas, it might be slightly less. But but we're looking at, yeah, 20% spike in, in rents. And, you know, on an individual basis, this is manifesting itself in, um, in sort of other mad increases you know anecdotally renters are reporting that their landlords are they're coming to the end of the tenancies and their landlords are putting up the rent by 30 percent 50 percent you know to market rates in quotes <laughs> because obviously the market is spiraling out of control um we also ran a ran a piece recently that showed that the cost of renting a room in a house share has broken the thousand pound a month barrier in in a third of London postcodes now. And this used to be the price you'd pay in, in, you know, just a few prime London postcodes would be £1,000 a month. And now you're looking at things in Holloway or Kennington that are, that are 
breaking that barrier. Do we have any indication on how few rental properties there are versus demand for them? Basically, yeah. So rental supply is the lowest it's been in about a decade, basically. So that's pretty acute when when demand is really high as well. London's rogue landlords have been fined a record £8.6 million by local councils in the first three months of this year. What are they being fined for? So it's a mixture. So landlords are being fined for, for a mixture of things. It's partly that record amount is because councils are taking more action against landlords who are renting out just sort of generally unhealthy homes, you know, whether they're cold, they're dirty, they're damp, they're not safe. There's there's individual case studies in there as well. So it's it's people who've been fined for uh, renting out illegal housing conversions. It's a lot of things to do with damp, with no fire doors, exposed electrics, pests. So we've got one that was plagued with rats and cockroaches. Yeah, so it's, it's all sorts of really horrible, horrible living conditions, basically. What are some of the other trends we're seeing impacting the rental market? There's uh, all sorts of stories about children being forced to share beds because they're living in overcrowded homes because renting's got so expensive. We're seeing lots of people leaving London because it's just so expensive. It's not worth living there. And especially with office culture, offering more opportunities to work from home or commute a bit less. Actually, you can live further away and... It's not such a big deal. So people sort of moving out to areas that are cheaper than London. This has its own problems for people who live in those areas because Londoners have much bigger budgets. So they're pushing rents up outside London as well. Uh, Not always welcome. But, you know, these are big trends we're seeing. And there is a real worry of, of it becoming a bit of a brain drain for London as well. You know, like, why would you live in London as a doctor if you could live somewhere else and, and have a much nicer quality of life? Prudence, would you say that London's rental market is broken? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, anything where the power imbalance has gone quite as far as it has between renters and tenants and landlords, you know, this is not saying that all landlords are terrible people at all. Of course, you know, of course they're not. That's ridiculous. But it's a system that is endlessly exploitable. And there's, there's no reason for anyone not to put the rent up, you know, not to put the rent up, not to, you know, to make decent repairs. There's no incentive and there's no punishment, really. But, and because there's such, at the moment, such a steady stream of tenants, people aren't worried about void periods. They're not worried about filling their flats. And so they can put the rent up as much as, as they are able, basically. And that is a problem because home Ultimately, these are homes. They're not just investments or or money spinning opportunities. They are also homes for people to live in. And and when it's that insecure and you can, you know, you can get turfed out at a moment's notice because the landlord's decided to sell. You can get the rent raised every year. Yeah, it's completely broken. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear from Generation Rent about what happened during their meeting with Michael Gove to discuss the Renters' Reform Bill. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Connor O'Shea is from Generation Rent, a campaign group led by and for private renters in the UK. It's a really difficult time to be a renter in London. I'm sure many of your listeners will be experiencing it at the moment. Realistically, there are a few things which underpin this crisis. There's an affordability crisis in London. Everyone's aware of that. It's just a a really, really difficult time to be able to afford all of your bills in general, but rent is spiralling. This is the case nationally, but it's really acute in London, driven by a few factors. A lot of it, in fairness, is is coming from the return of people to London post-COVID. But there is also a real supply issue at the moment. And there is also a case of landlords who are trying to maximise the rent because they've missed out on earnings for some time. And that is really, really brutal on Londoners. We know that because the market is so competitive, people are willing to put up with worse conditions or feel that they have to put up with worse conditions to not be sent out onto the open market where they know it's absolutely brutal. There's so many more people looking for flats than currently there are flats available. So we're seeing some quite difficult practices coming out. Some, some quite poor practices coming out from landlords and letting agents, including asking for multiple months rent up front, asking for extra guarantors, things like that, which, which we wouldn't normally see. But we know that because the market's so competitive, they can push the boat out even further. Is this the worst the rental market has ever been in London? Nationally, rents are at the highest that they've been since the last peak of about 2016. Um, but in London and other major cities, in fairness, it is especially acute. Um, So we think this is the worst it's been for quite some time. Many people will be concerned about big increases in their rent with the ongoing cost of living crisis especially. What are people's rights when it comes to this? There is a rent tribunal which exists. So if you think that your rent increase is unfair or disproportionate, you can take it to the tribunal. However, there are a number of problems with the tribunal. It's quite slow and there is a backlog at the moment. Um, And also... The mechanisms by which they use to determine what fair rent is are, are, are difficult to understand and will also often side with the landlords and side with what the current market rent is. 
And to be honest, if the current market rent is spiraling as well, you've got very little chance of having your rent decreased. It's worth investigating if it's something that you can do. But ultimately, it is a very difficult situation for Londoners. And how about if the landlord decides to sell the property? What are renters' rights then? If your landlord is selling or if your landlord is looking to evict you, there is actually very little you can do. You can be served at the moment a Section 21 no-fault eviction, which means you have to be out of your home within two months and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And that is driving a lot of this crisis. You have people who are being forced out into the market when they want to stay in their homes and they find that the market is brutal, as we've been discussing earlier. So there is hopefully going to be some legislation to fight against this. The Renters Reform Bill we are expecting this year would uh, ban Section 21 evictions, which means that people will at least have a little more security of tenure and know that they can't just be thrown out of their home for any reason. Although what I would say is that what something that's looking at being a part of the bill is that if your landlord is selling, then you'll still be subject to the same rights, i.e. you can still be thrown out in two months. Generation Rent has just sat down with Michael Gove to discuss the Renters Reform Bill. What can you tell us about that? Yes, yesterday there was a roundtable with um, the Department of Leveling Up Housing and Communities. Our director was there speaking to Michael Gove along with a number of other stakeholders. And it is hopefully going to be the precursor for the release of the bill, the Renters Reform Bill. And there was just conversations had about what the priorities are of various groups, including landlord groups, to what can be in the bill. We made it very clear that we need security of tenure to be at the centre of this. So as I just referenced, the idea that the landlord can sell and you still have to be removed from your home in two months is something that we find very difficult. And we'd like to see those those grounds extended so you have a little bit more notice if you are being thrown out if a landlord wants to put, move themselves in or if they're selling the property. But we'd also like to see that these grounds can't be abused to ensure that landlords can't pretend that they're selling their home and then just stick it back on the market for higher rent. So hopefully there'll be a protected uh, no-let period, which means that they can't they cannot evict you from your home and just put it back on the market. That will hopefully give a bit more power back to renters. The power balance in between tenants and landlords at the moment is really, really skewed. And we need to see that move back forward. And I think everybody in the sector really does understand that there's a power imbalance and it needs to be rectified. What other changes do Generation Rent want for private renters in London? There's plenty that we're calling for. More broadly, I think that the conversations surrounding rent caps will continue to develop as long as affordability is as difficult as it is for so many people in this country and specifically in London. Sadiq Khan is a huge advocate of rent controls, but he doesn't have the power to do anything about them. That's a central government issue. So realistically, there needs to be movement in Westminster before any class of capping or controlling of rents could possibly happen. Beyond that, we're looking quite a lot into energy efficiency in the private rented sector because we know that it's the worst tenure type for energy efficiency and tenants who live in private rented homes have to pay more for heating because they know that the insulation and things aren't working in their homes. There's a move to increase the minimum standard that has to happen in the private rented sector, but that's something that needs to happen as soon as possible because private tenants are really suffering. We saw the tragic case of Awabishak in Rochdale, who died because of damp and mould in his home. He was living in a social rented home, but the situations regarding damp and mould is actually worse in the private rented sector. So we think there are similar stories that take place in the private rented sector. And we do need to make sure that damp and mould is treated as a serious issue and that the energy efficiency of people's homes is looked at as a matter of urgency. What can private renters do if they need help with their living situation? 
There is help and support out there for private renters. I would recommend going to your local citizens' advice. They tend to be very, very good at helping private renters and, and knowing what the situation is. I could also point you to the Generation Rent website. There's plenty of guides there talking about what your rights are as a private renter and how you can improve your living situation by challenging landlords at various points. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.